welcome to the 34th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, escorted by all the angels, then he will take his seat on his throne of glory. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate men one from another as the shepherd separates sheep from goats. He will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you whom my Father has blessed, take for your heritage the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, I was a stranger and you made me welcome, naked and you clothed me, sick and you visited me, in prison and you came to see me. Then the virtuous will say to him in reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and make you welcome, naked and clothe you, sick or in prison and go to see you? And the king will answer, I tell you solemnly, in so far as you did this to one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it to me. Next he will say to those on his left hand, Go away from me with your curse upon you to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you never gave me food. I was thirsty and you never gave me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you never made me welcome, naked and you never clothed me, sick and in prison and you never visited me. Then it will be their turn to ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger or naked, sick or in prison, and did not come to your help? Then he will answer, I tell you solemnly, insofar as you neglected to do this to one of the least of these, you neglected to do it to me, and they will go away to eternal punishment, and the virtuous to eternal life. Do you remember the panel game? I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. I don't know when it started on Radio 4, but the announcer always says at the start, the antidote to panel games. Today's gospel about the final judgment could perhaps be called 
the antidote to complacency. Father Joseph Cassidy once said that it's meant in its starkness, in the way it assesses people, to make us sit up and think. First of all, today's feast is Christ the King, and the description of the Son of Man by Matthew makes us think of someone transfigured from the ordinary carpenter of Nazareth to a glorified vision of a monarch seated on the throne of glory, escorted by angels with all nationalities gathered around him. Second thing to think about is this huge rally. What do you imagine in your mind's eye? If you listen with your mind's ear, is it like a, a theatre audience excited before the overture or a football crowd chanting? Or is it more subdued, perhaps even breathless silence has overtaken everyone? Do you also notice that there's no distinction as at first? Everyone stands together. Thirdly, there is movement. Who is directing this? How do people know whether to move to the right or the left? Try to imagine a huge sign lit up on the right in green, neon, flashing, merciful, like the Father. On the left is a red, neon, exit sign, burr and stark. Matthew is saying we all have a choice. No one is being pushed towards either sign. The decision is completely one we've made alone. Not just once. There are many opportunities in life to serve like Jesus or to say, I will not serve like Adam. When we look more carefully at the movements of people, we may notice that each has been asked a question individually before they move. Father Nick King in his translation of the New Testament indicates the question that will be asked of us all. How did you treat Christ when he appeared in front of you in the form of these little ones? The key to the question is mercy and compassion. And it can be shown to anyone in the form of a drink, a meal, a welcome, a show of dignity, a sick one visited or a prisoner spoken to without judgment. The answer really has to include only one example of all of that to be given the green light. Pope Francis gave many quotes during 2016, the year of mercy. One of them was that the church must be a place of mercy, freely given, where everyone can feel welcomed, loved, forgiven and encouraged to live the good life of the gospel. So mercy means paying attention to all these people. Are the unmerciful, they're not accused of mocking, misleading or mistreating the needy. They're accused of not paying attention to them and doing nothing to help. 
Father O'Leary did many writings and in one of his uh, accounts he said that paying attention this serving of others it involves developing a kind of mystical gaze and in this mystical gaze we see God dwelling in the cities in the streets and the squares whenever we encounter another person we see and learn something new about God learning to find Jesus in the face of others in their voices the sacred grandeur of God seeing that in every human being the thirst for God so that no single act of love of God our neighbour will ever be lost. They will be welcomed. It's, it's this idea that holiness is in the everyday, in the ordinary. A mother bringing up her children is holiness. Quietly serving others. Suffering in silence. And these are ways of beauty, signs of resurrection. It's an irresistible force. And the mystical gaze sees God in the life of each person. And that God is also what we celebrate in this feast of Christ the King. And the divine word of today's liturgy brings us to the depth of the mystery of Christ the King. All the readings speak of it. So of St. Paul, St. Corinthians, he makes a comparison between two dimensions of existence. One is our participation in Adam and one that we obtain in Christ. Humanity's participation with Adam gives us our link with death, that is choosing not to serve, disobedience. John Paul II put it this way, I will not serve was a cry of what was thought to be liberation instead of accordance. Adam pitted himself against God in his quest for perceived greatness and this became the source of sin and death. This is obviously a topic for deeper analysis rather than a homily, but it links us to Christ the King, the new Adam, who gave a different response by conforming to the will of the Father. The Son of Man came to serve, says Matthew. Jesus says, I will serve. That was the statement of his life. And as we see in today's gospel, it resulted in his throne of glory. Pope John Paul II, Saint Pope John Paul II says that this motto, to serve, is the fundamental definition of his kingdom. He goes on to say, In this service, according to the model of Christ, men and women find again their full dignity, their marvellous vocation, 
the royalty as princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. And in our opening collect today, we pray that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty's service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. And Jesus tells us how to do this today. In two ways in the readings. The first reading is always the good shepherd, described in Ezekiel, who keeps us in all of us in view, stands in the middle of his flock, rescues each one from the mists of darkness. He shows us where to rest. He's looking out for us, particularly for the lost one, bandaging the wounded, making the weak strong. And all he asks of us is to help him and share in the same service, to pay attention with mercy and keep an eye on the persecuted, the oppressed, the troubled, the unconscious, doubtful, the abandoned, the threatened, and more. The reward is to reign with Christ in the kingdom of truth and life, the kingdom of holiness and grace, the kingdom of justice, love, and peace. This is the antidote to Adam's cry of, I will not serve. Our Christian motto has to show solidarity with Christ, the King of the universe. I will serve under his royal banner, merciful like the Father. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul, and I will trust in you alone. And I will trust in you alone. For your mercy follows me your goodness will lead me home he guides my ways in righteousness and he anoints my head with oil and my cup it overflows with joy I feast on his pure delights And I will trust in you alone And I will trust in you alone For your endless mercy